My name is Tony Bennett and it is my privilege to direct and narrate this episode of the Tough Love and Second Chances podcast. This is the story of Mariano Tobio. The golf course in Ranula in Argentina had been like a second home for Mariano. He was a youngster was inspired to reach one handicap by spending time with and watching the 1967 champion golfer of the year, the legendary Argentinian golfer Roberto Di Vincenzo, who played at the club. An accident at 28 years of age turned Mariano, that one handicap player, into a 15 handicap player. But never, not once, did it dampen his enthusiasm to play the game. A golf scorecard is only ever about the numbers. It would be great if sometimes we could write down a few words on the card to describe the indomitable spirit of a golfer, the joy they bring to the game written in indelible ink so that the rest of us can occasionally open up the card and take another look. One such person who deserves this ink is Argentinian golfer Mariano Tobio, who comes from a town called Ranula in the southeast of Buenos Aires. Mariano may not be Ranula's most famous son, but a great many people admire and love him for good reason, and not just for his ready smile and a sense of humour. For he has shown those who know him that you can recover from a devastating blow in life to thrive again. Inspiration we all seek at times to try and live life well. Mariano was born in 1979 into a good home with doting parents. His father Horacio worked in a car exhaust pipe factory and his mother Anita was his biggest supporter. He starred as a young man on the football field and the golf course, only to be involved at the age of 29 in a car crash that nearly killed him, leaving him paralyzed from the chest down and using a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Mariano not only survived, but he approached his life with the same passion, energy and infectious laugh as before the accident. He will tell you more so in fact. Mariano embraces life completely and he's also back on the golf course starring once again. For all that to happen, you must have a strong mind and soul. I would say, I always say that uh, I have a backpack, a heavy one, but the difference between me and the other, and other guys is that mind, you can see it because all we have, we, we all have problems, we all have kind of problems and the problems that happens to to one are are always big, uh, are always always big, and if you can take advantage of that problems, uh, not just learning about that, use that uh, disability to enjoy other parts of life. Mariano will tell you that just as in golf, in life, when you've played one hole, you can't change that number. You have to accept it but you can make a birdie on the next hole, or the next perhaps, and thus live your life to the full and thrive once again. He is right perhaps, and the game of golf mirrors real life so closely at times. Golf, it's, for me, it's life. It's everything, everything where it's okay, because I share with, uh, I can share with, uh, with friends. It makes me uh, feel alive, it makes me, uh, play a sport and another sport 
uh, it's everything that is okay. Uh, I, I, I can't be 10 days without playing golf. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. it my family knows that. I, I have a, a two old here kids and I can't wait to be four to take it to <laughs> the golf course. <laughs> he, he, I know he's going to hate golf, but <laughs> I had to try it. Mariano Tobio's good fortune in finding golf is part due to geography and his father, and a little perhaps due to the town's father figure, the legendary Argentinian golfer Roberto Di Vicenzo. Mr. Tobio would go to the club socially, not to play, but to meet friends and watch Di Vicenzo practicing. Before long, Mariano was doing the same and playing with his father too. Yeah, I, I, I was born uh, and lived all my life uh, until I was 25, uh, one, one, one block from the club. Uh, so when I was nine, I told my dad, well, why we, the, we never go into, into the, this club? Let's go. That's how it all started. Roberto Di Vicenzo was a much-loved figure, and when the boy Mariano met him, he was enjoying a peaceful retirement. And it was for others to talk about him winning more than 220 tournaments internationally, including seven on the US PGA Tour, and of course, victory in the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool in 1967, where he beat Jack Nicholas by two shots. He's remembered for signing his scorecard at the Masters in 1968 incorrectly which denied him a place in the playoff and a possible green jacket. Roberto lived on in Ranula until he was 94 and he died on June the 1st, 2017. Here he was a neighbor of mine. Yes, I knew it very well. For, for us, it was the old man. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very good person. Very, very nice. Mariano tells us that he studied Roberto's practice as a young lad and would later play some 18 hole rounds with the great man as well as plenty of informal three to nine hole games. He taught us a lot, says Mariano, how to be competitive, to play better, and also how to be kind. Argentina has produced many leading golfers on the world stage with a number of young professionals learning their craft at Ranula Golf Club as friends of Mariano. Thoughts of becoming a professional were never for him, even though he was playing off one handicap by the age of 27. Encouraged by their father, Mariano, and his three brothers, Nicholas, Juan and Marcus, played a full range of sports. He loved rugby and football, a national obsession. Mariano was a skillful midfielder. While his brothers played field hockey to a high standard, Juan playing in Italy and Marcus in Spain. College and career beckoned and Mariano studied to become an electronic engineer. He worked hard to combine his lectures at college, his first paid job outside of school repairing computers, along with his growing passion for playing golf. He started to enter serious tournaments as a rising player in the region and proudly played for his club for 11 years. A very good striker of the ball, Tita Green, he would sometimes struggle with the putter, as he did on a day when he nevertheless carded the best score, a six under par 67 at his home course at Ranula. By his late 20s, life was very satisfying for Mariano. He had launched his own business, a web hosting company called Messi, and was playing some great golf at the weekend. But then the blow up on the scorecard came in 2008, when he was 29. 
he and his friends were off for a snowboarding trip. A car crash en route would leave him with severe damage to his spinal cord and he couldn't feel anything from below his chest. His right shoulder was badly broken, as was his left hand. After the car had stopped rolling, Mariano says. We, I, I touch my, my legs and say, I, don't, I can't feel my legs, please don't touch me, wait, uh, uh, wait, because I can't feel my legs. Uh, I, I didn't know what was going on. I thought that I would uh, be 48 hours and, and go to my, my house and everything would be okay. I really don't know what was what's going on and what was a spinal cord injury. Uh, I didn't know I will stay in a, in a wheelchair for uh, forever. Uh, I I really it was a mysterious for me. Didn't know anything about nothing. Mariano also had complications, including blood in his lung, and his life was at risk for six days in the hospital before he was moved to Buenos Aires. I was. Two months, uh, two months in the hospital, and when I asked what what I what I was doing there, they told me uh, learning how to live alone. So I say, okay, I will learn how to live alone in my house. So I go to live alone. It, my brother helps, but uh, I decide to to start my life with the wheelchair without knowing anything about it. Uh, I start to investigate a lot to to see how to to live with that chair, and it was it wasn't that serious. And life can be exactly the same, uh, even though even even though the, the wheelchair. And I I, I can say that uh, my happiest uh, days were uh, years were in in a wheelchair. So uh, I'm happy with this. From the start, Mariano's spirit and will to pull through, heartened by his close family who gave him wonderful help in his rehabilitation, his mother and father were there for him at all times. Mariano's view of the future differed from those of the doctors and psychiatrists who wanted their patient to accept that he was in a wheelchair. They were happy for him to take some days, months, years, even decades for this to happen. They're still waiting for me to to realize that I'm in a wheelchair, and I think I I would never. <laughs> I'm I'm one of the most happy guys I know in the world. I have a wife, an excellent wife, a kid of two years. I play golf, I friends, lots of friends. I can't complain. Life is very generous with me. I I think it's it's me. It's it's my. My way to see the, uh, the life, my way to see the, the, the things that happens. Only a couple of years after the accident, Mariano was also very proud to complete a degree in business administration. Part of remarkable acceptance of new challenges, but his great challenge as a boy was, of course, golf. It was a little while before the daydream of playing again started to gain momentum, and the real inspiration came eight years ago when Mariano was on holiday in Scotland and he visited St Andrews with a cousin and an aunt. A thoughtful few minutes looking across the old course made up his mind for the future. I, I decided to, to start playing golf from my wheelchair. I, I bought uh, very weak uh, wheels, not to, to broke the, uh, the field, 
So uh, I get one caddy to take me instead of my bag. <laughs> and I start to play nine holes from, the, from my wheelchair. And I really enjoy it. He describes the changing of his wheels as a pit stop. If it was, it was certainly a deciding one on the journey of his life. Soon after, he had a trial with a paragolfer and that magical experience of hitting a good shot that he had completely lost was rediscovered. When, when I start, I hit my, first, uh, hit my first ball. The thing that shocked me most was the fact of being able once again to, fair, to share with my friends a sequel at that moment on a golf course to be able to hit the, the ball and well, walking all together yeah, that was priceless for me it's, it's today I, I tell you and it's sort of moved me because uh, it's you can compare that feeling it's it's, it's yeah, it has no price uh, so uh, I play very bad but I decide to buy it to buy the paragolfer and now I can enjoy it. I can play golf. I go alone, play golf, leave my paragolfer. It's total total independence. I complete independence. I travel around the world with my paragolfer. I have no problem. I'm really happy with it. In Mariano swing he hits using his right arm and hand from the paragolfer in the right-handed position, but his left hand plays a key supporting role at crucial times in both the back and downswing. His progress has been highly encouraging, using all his previous golfing skills and experience in a new swing that has seen him improving steadily. And, and I'm improving a lot, a lot, a lot. I, 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 never, th I never thought I, I would play. Today I have 15 handicap. I never thought I would play under 25 or something like that because uh, I hit it with my injury in the shoulder and all that. I hit it one, 160 yards, no, not more. Completely absorbed in the sport again with his friends, Mariano plays every tournament at his club. He's been a member there for 30 years and also has been a dynamic presence in the club's council for the last three years and he will travel nationally to play wherever his diary allows. He never looks for any assistance on the golf course, wherever his ball finishes. If I can't play it because uh, I have a tree or a bunker that my paragolfer uh, doesn't fit, I have a left arm club, uh, I never use any advantage that, no, never. I played all, uh, every strike, every stroke, no. And I play in, in, in most of the, of the clubs in Argentina, they have no problem. Uh, I always give priority to, to take care of the, of the fields. Uh, the greens uh, are not the same. I have to be very, uh, very cautious about that because it's I wouldn't like anyone to break my green, so uh, I'm very responsible with that. But I play every 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 field in Argentina I can, and I like to, to play different. But always, no, no, never less than six thousand 
500 yards. That's a lot for me. As one of very few players nationally with a paragolf, and Mariano says there was some resistance from the golf clubs in the early days. Not through a lack of goodwill, but concerns about how to host a golfer and his paragolfer. His persistence and his travelling to other clubs has blazed a trail for other golfers with a disability in the future. Now, all, all know, knows me and uh, I think they, they really like to, me to be there. They always encourage me to, to go to their places, to the, the, the golf clubs. So, so uh, I think today is very different than what would we, what, what was seven or eight years ago. Uh, it was very strange. Uh, I had to to ask for permission and lots of things that it's not. It was very very different. Now it's it's almost normal and it's always they always say it's a pleasure to to get to receive me uh, and they they notice they made me notice that they come and say hi and cheers and congratulate me so I feel really really good. He is in no doubt that golf is usually beneficial to his physical and mental health. Uh, every sport uh, for uh, people with disability uh, it's golf it's integrate uh, integrate me uh, he helped me with my I, ha I need to stand up uh, help me with that uh, help me moving keep me fit uh, psychologically it's, it's great for me uh, it makes me feel that I'm I'm a superhero. <laughs> I don't feel like that, but people should make me feel that I'm, I'm a superhero. I really think that I just live in a normal life. Mariano is talking to us with a picture of his family behind him. We ask what advice he would give to families who experience similar trauma to that which he and his family went through. He said advice is difficult because everyone is different but he does like an example of life scorecard for an approach to all of our lives. Uh, the hole that you pass, you can't change that number. If you make double bogey, you won't change it. Just make a birdie in the next hole and live your life. If you can't, cha can't change your condition, there's nothing you can do. Look at front and make the best you can with the things that you, you still have. Uh, for me, it's just movement. Uh, for other people, uh, can be uh, uh, leg no more, no more legs, or one arm less, or something like that. But if you can't change it, uh, uh, the only thing you can do is do the best with the things you have. Uh, golf. <laughs> it's 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 just like this. At Augusta in 1968, Roberto Di Vicenzo actually wrote incorrectly on his scorecard to miss the chance to win the Masters, one of the sport's famous calamities, but nothing compared to the number that Mariano has had to write on his own personal scorecard when the car crashed. To share his view that we can all carry on, that birdies are still out there and on the remaining holes, takes a really strong mindset. You need to believe in yourself and to open your mind to find a joy in life. 
for Mariano Tobio, this is very much par for the course for him today. That is why he had a big smile at the start of our interview and the same big smile came at its end. My sincere thanks to our writer Ben Evans. For more information about Edgar, please visit edgargolf.com and please stay tuned for the next episode of the Tough Love and Second Chances podcast.